Hey, you guys heard of Amazon.com? I thought so. Jeff Bezos has implanted that inside your mind, so you know about it. Well, Jeff Bezos is helping cold cans a little bit, too, uh, with their affiliate program. You see, if you're making a purchase on Amazon, you can click through our special link and kick a few buckaroonies back our way. See, Jeff is Jeff is courteous that way. He likes that we are his prophets spreading his word, uh, and he'll give us cents on the dollar for every every product you buy. So go to coldcanspodcast.com slash Amazon. That will take you directly to uh, Jeff Bezos's homepage <laughs> right where you can penthouse <laughs> where you can purchase anything that you could ever imagine, and including. No, you know what you can buy on there. <laughs> uh, go find it, coldcanspodcast.com slash Amazon, and you click through the link. Every purchase you make puts a few percentages towards our beer money so we can keep doing this podcast, and we will appreciate it, and we will love you, and we will smooch you. Welcome back to another edition, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, folks. Our lawyers do want to note that we are not going to smooch you. Uh, that in this economy, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> there's, there's just no way we can. We'll get only to all do of it you. if we it's buy. If we go to Amazon and buy that special cat licking uh, thing that you can buy, where you put it in your mouth and then you can artificially lick your cat, but it bonds what? you to your cat. Have you seen the that? The fuck are you talking? Yeah, about? it's this like rubber type rubberized type thing you can hold in your mouth you're holding your cat in your arms and then you you lick it oh you no. know like cats bond that way yeah like a mother would lick her lick her her children yeah sure <laughs> the cats of course yeah, not of course humans. of course although you could use it with your child sure why not what are we drinking today nick we're drinking swivel head red I'm gonna get India mine. style red ale. Yeah, open oh. yours up there. I I jumped the gun and opened mine before my before the show started. I see you got a brand new uh is that a brand got new a bottle opener, opener on your <laughs> yeah. uh, car keys. It's good. It's job. strategically placed on my car keys so that when my key is in the ignition, mm-hmm. uh, the the bottle opener is still accessible. Oh, gotcha. Not that I would ever need hey, it. Not that I'd not be that going down would the ever highway. Excuse you of that. <laughs> the, no law enforcement officer in America would prosecute you. To have, for enjoying one of these behind the wheel. Our lawyers also advise us uh, to let you know that certainly they can uh, process uh, you if you're drinking <laughs> beer behind the wheel. Uh, so we're drinking a day shoots. Swivelhead Swivel Red, Red, which I said already. I don't like to be repeated. No, I'm just kind of trying to <laughs> set my own base because the first drink surprised me. Um, and I forgot In we what were way? drinking a red. Well, I guess red ales have a very distinct flavor. They're, I, I like them. And Seattle is a men's room red out here. Uh, yeah. It's a lesion. And they have their own podcast, by the way. Or Allegion? their own radio show. Mm-hmm. Men's room is the name of a radio show. That's an excellent Direct name editor. Radio show. <laughs> I know. We will crush them <laughs> by drinking plenty of Deschutes Swivelhead Reds. It is a good beer. The first taste is nice. Yep. It's not too heavy. The, the India style, I think, kind of threw me off initially. I'm like, right. oh, is it an IPA type thing? But it's... It's not that thick. It's not that flowery or hop, uh, hop driven. It's very much a red ale. Yeah, which is interesting because this beer is part of their Bond Street series of uh, beers that Deschutes makes. So they make the name's Bond, cold Bond Street cans. 
we went in a different direction. The year round, uh, Deschutes makes five beers. They make a Black Butte Porter, a Mere Pond Pale Ale, which has won some awards. I think that's like known as their best beer. There's mm. an Inversion IPA. I think that one is the one you'll see like in grocery stores no matter where you are. Yep. Um, yeah, this is a pretty style. widespread beer, right? Yeah. So this one, well, then there's seasonals, of course, like any brewery makes like a winter beer and stuff, I guess. But then there's this Bond Street series, which I believe is still widespread, but is kind of kept a little bit more locally. So the Bond Street, inspired by our original Bond Street pub, these groundbreaking beers explore the many nuances and endless possibilities of the almighty hop. So it suggests that this thing is going to be hoppy. Um, I think it has a fairly high IBU count. It looks like most of those Bond Series beers are IPAs. Yeah. Whereas um, this one, I think, has to be on the lower end of hoppiness as far as those other eight beers go. Sure. So the description of this one is kind of, I guess, supports that statement that it's on the lower end of the hoppiness. This twist on a traditional red ale gets its herbal hop character from European varietals added in American quantities. Don't know what that means. With a light melon accent from Australian hops. So we're traveling all over the world for this beer. Good day. Good day. Put it on the shimp on the barbie. Uh, all resulting in a multi-brew without the roast that's sure to turn heads wherever it's shared. And swivel head. And they do Heard have a it? really interesting logo for this one. It's like this guy with a fish on a stick yeah. and a bird on his head. There's something... And a bike helmet. And he has a flotation device around his chest. Right. The, apparently, there's a lot of hidden meaning in okay. this label. We should try to probably break this down. So the guy, he's looking to the right, like to his right, your left. Head on a swivel. Bottle. His head is on a swivel. So that makes a lot of sense. He's got a fish. He's got an egg. And the fish is on a stick as if it's an umbrella. Right. Is what it looks yeah, like. So it could be. The stick has a curve to the It could be like a umbrella novelty with, umbrella. Novelty that umbrella, looks like a fish. Which he is wearing like slickers, it looks like. But then also a bike helmet, a bird Gloves. perched on his head with its uh, nest and eggs in it. Mm-hmm. So it's a How very many eggs? Logo. 33. 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, four uh, eggs. Good callback. He's got, a, he's got a feather in his bike helmet, mm-hmm. and he has what it appear to be fisherman-type gloves on. So he's wearing fisherman-type regalia, and then he's holding the fish umbrella with a bike helmet, bird on his head, overalls. And a flotation device around him. So, here, what hidden meaning are we looking for here? Well, because I don't think we can break it down, I'll read from their website. <laughs> I found somebody wrote a blog post about this label. Hit so me with did, the takes. Give it, me the takes. When you buy a six pack of this, there it it's got like a like a playing card. Some of them are what mm. we're just talking about. The other ones are a similar guy looking in an inverse direction, holding a paddle with a squirrel on his head and an arrow shot into it. So here are the hidden meanings behind the illustration. The guy has red hair and a mustache. Gingers make great brewers, and we have a few on our team. <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> the second one, there's been a bird's nest on a shelf in our JV brew house for years. That's why there's a bird's nest on his head. Okay. Tribute to our founder, Gary Fish. That's why he's holding a fish. <laughs> Gary Fish. Brewers wear mint green gloves while gathering hops, so this guy's wearing green gloves. Okay. The other side, where he has a squirrel on his head, squirrels are assistant brewmaster's nickname. Favorite pastime in Bend. So this is brewed in Bend, Oregon. Uh, which you've been to and we can discuss. But the yes. favorite pastime of Bend is floating on the Deschutes River. So that's okay. why they have a paddle and he's got his little floaty on. Gotcha. Um, and then the bike helmets, brew staff is split on pedals versus motorbikes, but we all love bikes. 
So cool. yeah, it's, it's. I like that where a company like this is obviously hiring an artist to create that, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Use this as inspiration, go for it." But they're see staying with like their us. weird roots, which yeah, is yeah, cool. yeah. It's unique to them. Like they're pulling all these actual things that are only at this brewery, like. Our brewmaster yeah. is named Squirrel, so we're going to we put have a, a few gingers on our team. <laughs> right. make good yeah, 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 yeah. That that's, stuff's cool. That is great because they're they're expanding. As we've talked about a lot on this show, we we see these microbrews start and they have their little brew pubs and stuff around the nation, and then they sort of expand and we, they potentially lose themselves. Right. Um, it sounds like Deschutes is making a concentrated effort to to stay put, stick to the roots, which is cool. But it did. It was founded in 1988 as a brew pub, so it was. It wasn't even necessarily founded as anything besides a place that makes and serves their own beer at once. So they didn't expand and food, that. right? And it was founded in Bend, Oregon. So you've yeah, been I've to been Bend. to Bend. I was there on a road trip recently with a buddy, and it was actually Super Bowl Sunday that we were kind of out and about on the town in Bend. And a fight broke out in one of the bars. It was one of the few bar fights I've ever seen. Oh, that's great! So Pool sticks. Uh, no, no, ah, but, damn it. but glass bottles and cups in hand or, uh, pint glasses and bottles in hand. Okay. And, uh, Patriots Falcons was the Super Bowl. Earlier that night at one bar we were at, this dude who's three sheets to the wind comes up to us. He's like, I got about $8,000 on the Patriots in this <laughs> game. And this is when the Patriots are down like 21-3 at halftime, right. whatever it is. Why he's, why he's as drunk as he's he is. He's not then. feeling good. <laughs> and then as we all know, the Patriots... Mount a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter, and he's yeah. like, "At halftime, I fucking doubled down on the Patriots. <laughs> I bet twenty thousand dollars on them to cover some shit." He said, "This guy is this Richard Branson that you're talking to?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got unlimited funds to bet on sports, <laughs> uh, and he can't speak proper English. But no, this guy. So he was probably talking some shit, but I do believe he was betting on the game because sure. he was very invested in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. as you could tell from the amount of alcohol he was consuming. So at the end of it, he's very happy. He's jovial, whatever. We go to another bar. He and his friends are at this bar. Oh, so they migrate with you? Yes. So I'm uh, getting the didn't... sense that Bend isn't an enormous place. <laughs> that... No, Bend is a cool place though. There oh, are breweries and bars like kind of concentrated and you can just move to different ones and things yeah. like that. It's it is like a I don't know if there's a college there or not, but it feels like a college town. Okay. I, yeah. Who could say if there is or not? <laughs> Certainly not many educated people there. So I'm gonna say there's not a college town. We get to the other bar. My buddy is chatting to this guy who sat down next to us. The guy's like kind of like being racist a little bit oh you know just okay, as, as any as any small town guy would be sure and then this fight breaks out back farther in the bar we're like t- on the uh near the bar area near mm-hmm. the door and then like back towards the pool table there's stuff going down maybe oh, there was a pool cue grab a cue i know i hope there start, was start break it over their knee. on this story a little bit and start talking about <laughs> someone they were all snapped holding a pool cue <laughs> yeah, yeah. over their knee had it at somebody's throat yep. he shattered a beer bottle yep no so this thing gets taken outside pretty quickly the bouncer did his job he's like get it outside get it outside and then the guy who was sitting there talking to my buddy has his pint glass in hand he runs outside and wants to just like be a part of it. And of so the course. guys are just, it's a lot of, you know, pushing and shoving. Like outside. at a dog park, there's a fight breakout <laughs> right. and all the dogs <laughs> yeah, yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the bartender's like, did that asshole just take his pint glass outside? <laughs> like, yeah. He goes out there. Then the bartender comes back and he's pissed. Like, what happened? He's like, 
that motherfucker threw that pint glass at me and ran away. <laughs> He's never allowed back in here again. He wow. Says. Yeah, it was it was quite the night. I've never experienced actual like guys being douchebags like that in sure. a bar. Like bar fight number one, and then being a dick to the bartender who's just trying to do his job. Yeah. and not get Firing pint glasses pint glass shattered in the street, and then you fired That's at him. Dangerous. And the guy was a regular too. From, yeah, from the sounds of it. Okay. So that was my experience in Bend, Oregon. Wow. And that guy had planned to, have to go back soon with a delicious hangover and potentially, I guess, like fifty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars in his pocket. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. He got he boarded his private jet and <laughs> yeah. took off. We're going to Portland. <laughs> Daddy's rich. <laughs> Speaking of Portland, that's where that brew pub uh, is uh, still. The Day Shoots has like this renowned brew pub. I went with my fiance oh, nice. a while back and uh, we were walking around Portland's Pearl District. We stayed in a hotel there. It's like the first time we've actually experienced Portland. And one of the top things like the person at the hotel said for us to do and other people that we had talked to was like, go to Day Shoots. They actually have good food and shit. And we went to this brewery and while, and so I'm sitting at the bar and this, and there's a ball game on and this drunk guy comes up and he goes, I got 20,000. No, <laughs> no, but no. So, so we did, we did go to this brewery and it, it's cool. It has like this log cabin, like Twin Peaks feel, which is what you feel like when you're in Portland is it's, it, you're out in the Twin Peaks world. Mm. And so like, there's this, it, it's really good food. They, they, I always appreciate a restaurant or a bar that has a big crowd frequently and is good at managing the line. Can handle it. I yeah. love that. So you walk in and you don't just kind of like put your name in and they don't write it down. And then you're like, fuck, are they ever even going to call us? And you're sitting there. They give you the little electronic Buffalo Wild Wings buzzer system technology, which by the way, those people are still sitting on their proprietary technology after all these years. You'd think a smartphone app would be made. Listeners, go make this smartphone app and sell it to uh, yeah. bar owners. Cold cans gets ten percent. Yeah, and get and Finders then fee. Get, get back to us and tell us our lawyers Honor will system. be on you. Our lawyers are telling us that they that we can prosecute. Yes, Gary, right? Yes, right. Okay, Gary's nodding yes. in the corner. Uh, Gary's so goddamn drunk. He put twenty thousand dollars at halftime. <laughs> we He's we to say heads Ben. Deep. We hired that guy. We've since hired as our resident. Yeah, it turned out I talked to him the next day. He's like, "Yeah, I just finished law school at Columbia. I thought I'd just have a little fun. I'm a big Pats fan." I said, "Oh wow, buddy, you want to work for this thriving podcast?" He said, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll it's put thirty thousand dollars on this podcast." A he remarkable says. story. Yeah, well, it's a betting problem, but that thirty thousand dollars has gone a long way. It has um, a lot of beard purchase. But Gary's no, consumed most of it. So, so you get this little buzzer as you go in, and the food is really good. And I have an appreciation for brew pubs, even more Absolutely. so than than breweries. Like a lot of times, if you're, it's like a Saturday afternoon and you're you're in a a Milwaukee or a, a Seattle or wherever or Portland that has good breweries, it's like, oh, let's go to the breweries, and it's kind of fun. But you go to a brewery and you can either do the tour, which maybe mm. I'm just a pessimist but the tours are sort of interesting and there's always like one or two facts that i'm like oh cool but like for the most part it's just i don't know i don't really give a fuck about the tour and so it's always this like it feels good to go to this brewery it sounds like a good idea and then you it's kind of like going to a middle of the summer baseball game sounds like a great idea and then you're sitting in the sixth inning and it's like a, your team's losing seven to nothing <laughs> why do we why are we paying for twelve dollars for a beer yeah we can talk a baseball game some other time <laughs> but i totally agree every baseball game i've ever been to is that experience you're like 
<laughs> what time is it? Why are we still sitting here? <laughs> Tailgating what was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and what are we doing here? I was drinking for four hours before this yeah. game and it was the time of my and life. I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. And now I'm sitting in this <laughs> two foot wide plastic seat drinking $12 beers. Well, that's what I, that's the sense I get when like a group of people go to a brewery. We all get all charged up. We're all pissed yeah. up when we go already. The and then you is, do it and you're like, I don't want to do this fucking tour anymore. Let's just continue drinking. Yeah. And the problem is you have to drive to most breweries too. Yeah. Yeah. They're so, not in the middle of everything. Right. The only brewery that I've enjoyed going to is um, the new Belgium brewery in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was a really cool experience. They like take you through the, all these vats of beer and shit like that where they bottle things and everything like that. And you are drinking throughout it. Like they're like, okay, now you can taste these two beers. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so. Good. Actually seeing the places where these beers are brewed and, like, the hops that go into it and the history of it and shit like that. Because they, like, fat tires their big, um, big historic beer for New Belgium. Yeah. And so they tell you the story about why that is. And it has to do with the way the founder was inspired to make beer. Whatever. We'll get to that when They've we created, yeah, they've crafted a story around the tour. It's yeah. not just, like... Look at this big ass vat. You know, <laughs> yeah. maybe I've how just much been beers to some bad tours. Then maybe there are good ones out there. But I, th- I think I have been to other tours, and they're not good. Yeah, and that's the only good one I've ever been to because yeah. they do put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. So, the, and it's the same thing with this brew pub that I went to with Day Shoots. Coming back to this, like in in Portland, is that it was definitely meant as like a restaurant and a pub, and it had like a lot of cool nostalgia and stuff like. Clearly, if they put this much attention to detail in their label, they also do to their brew pubs and the menu. Everything was really good. And so I, if you ever find yourself in Portland, definitely go to Deschutes in the Pearl District. It's delicious. A brew pub, brew pub brew is pub. a great a brew pub. A brew pub. I love the Meraki Brewers. <laughs> a brew pub is a, a brew pub. I said it again. <laughs> brew pub is a great idea. Yeah. And I think... I don't know if there's some type of special licensing you need to both be a brewery there and yeah, that's, have a it, serve chef. food. And, yeah, yeah, who's like making food. Yeah. But it, they do seem to be rare. Yeah. And it's uh, it's much easier to find like a brewery, you know. Like in Seattle, we have a number of breweries that have tasting rooms, they call them. Yeah. When they don't serve food, it's just a tasting room. Yeah. And there are good some, some good spots. There's a place called Optimism Brewery, which I had to look up because I know it's enormous, and it's 16,000 square feet. Jesus. It's an enormous yeah. building. It used to be a car dealership, I think. It's kind of our go-to as well. Yes. It's a great spot. It's If you're in a large group or even a small group, you can just go there. The tables are enormous. Yeah. You get a beer. No tipping allowed. Perhaps my favorite part of the entire experience. <laughs> it, it also is the same thing where they handle a big crowd well. Yes. Folks, it, if you're the out The centralized there, spot where you buy beer and then you yep. can just disperse both right or left to go to your tables. And because they don't make food- they have food trucks yes. come. So if you can't sell the, the food, then point. bring the yes. food to you yes. is brilliant. That um, was what I was thinking because that's where you separate the thing of like, we don't want the responsibility of having the licenses to make food. Right. So we'll just, we have a back parking lot. We're going to let different food trucks circle through, like cycle through here. Yeah, it's a very cool concept. And the food trucks these days are wonderful. If, yeah. if, if you guys are out and about and you go are going to a brewery, and I'm talking to you guys, the listeners, and you see- Hey, guys. <laughs> our favorite uh, management of lines, our favorite distribution <laughs> of food, send us a tweet at Cold Cans Podcast yeah. because we're going to fucking dig that up and probably review whatever beer you send us. Hashtag crowd and proud. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to workshop that a little bit. <laughs> 
So Deschutes has this cool brew pub. It has its roots in Bend, Oregon. It's still paying attention to detail. But like we were talking about at the top of the show, it has expanded. It's now in um, 28 states. So mm. it's throughout the U.S. Their base beers, all those core beers I was saying at the beginning, um, are still uh, – those are the ones that are being pushed to grocery stores and stuff. And Gary Fish, the guy who um, – uh, named this brewery after the Deschutes River is from, his whole staple about his expansion is to keep that micro microbrewery feel to it no matter where they go. So they opened up another brew pub out in, like, I think, Vermont. Um, oh, wow. And so what they're saying is every time we build um, or expand our business, we need to emphasize the community. So his quote was, we want people to feel like this is, in a lot of ways, theirs. So I think that goes back to, like, kind of figuring out the culture of the place that you found yourself in and integrating that way and being sort of an accepted member of the community rather than just like this sellout beer. Yeah. And I think that works really well. I don't think there's a lot of people that are saying bad things about Deschutes beer. I think it's pretty widely uh, right. accepted. Which is part of the amazing part of like being able to keep a consistent uh, product, you know, yeah. when you're distributing that widely. That's mm. why uh, someday, hopefully on this podcast, we can talk to someone who knows about the distribution of beers like that. Like, how does that come to be? Gary, know? who's sleeping like my dad in the um, recliner tree stand. in the studio. Yeah, but he's sleeping oh, in the yeah, recliner yeah, yeah. over here. Uh, he's, he's hooking us up with a few breweries. We've been in contact. Hopefully, we're okay. going to be able to talk to some people soon. Well, stay tuned, folks. Gary, you good with that? <laughs> Oh, you bet, you bet, Joel. <laughs> Sounds a lot like Nick's Wisconsin accent. No, that was Gary, who's from the East Coast, went <laughs> yeah. to Columbia. Interesting, interesting. So are we, so I guess we should go to Beer Advocate. This, let's do it. Unlike most of what we drink is a good beer, right? Yes. Beer Advocate gives us a score of 84 from 22 ratings, which is rated as good. Right. 6.5% alcohol, um, which is pretty substantial for a beer. You know? This is a 70 IBU score. Yeah. So there, there International is bitterness unit. Yeah. But it isn't Heard overly it. bitter. It, as that description I read before. Um, yeah, I don't it, think so. So the, the website at Deschutes gives like a good, like a pie chart breakdown and half of the flavor that they put into it is caramel. So I think that's where that red part comes in. And then um, there's an herbal flavor and a spicy flavor and the spicy is very minimal. So unlike some IPAs that maybe go up with the spiciness or let the hops take over, this is a beer that emphasizes sort of making a smooth flavor, hence the half of it being fucking caramel. It's really fucking good. Like I, I do I, actually like this a lot. I yeah. enjoy this beer. The profile, a head-turning IRA with herbal hop aroma and smooth caramel maltiness. That's written right on the bi- yeah. right on the bottle. Right in the right in the Bible. Right in the- <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. you can tell, Nick's had a, a few uh <laughs> Had a few, few swivel, swivel heads, heads this evening. Your head's on a swivel hey this evening. It's going to be dangling and on a swivel. Uncontrollable. <laughs> so it, it also, for our Wisconsin listeners, I know we have a, a nice base there. Uh, Shout there out Wisconsin. <laughs> an article in the Biz Journals of, of Portland recently that called out Wisconsin specifically. Move over oh, Wisconsin no. made brews. Didn't call them out in a bad way. I mean, basically recognizing... That How they're good the stalwart. Yeah. yeah. Move over Wisconsin made brews. Deschutes is bringing Black Butte, Porter, Mirror Pond. That's the one that has won some awards and a bevy of other concoctions your way. Ben based Deschutes will bring its beer to Wisconsin's on July 1st. This was a couple years ago, but through a deal with Beer Distribution Awards Beverage Wisconsin. So it's on the shelves again in 28 states and they so seem again, particularly the distribution proud. thing. Yeah. And, and 
yeah, contracting out yeah. Um, how they're doing the distribution, but still keeping it at a microbrewery level. Yeah, and calling a beer a pond, something pond, mirror pond, was it? Like, mirror pond, yeah. I, f- I feel like a pond is like only Wisconsin can have ponds. Oh, yeah, yeah there's the no ponds in Portland. It's the ocean. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's the ocean or like a mountain runoff or something, like a powerful river that has a little bit of an offshoot here. Yeah. In Wisconsin, just a pond. Oh, yeah, that water's been there for 200 years. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't moved. There's no current. I, You'll I get miss... sepsis if you jump in there. <laughs> yeah. Giardia. You'll get Giardia, Joel. So this guy, this character that you're building right now, he's a guy who sits by the pond. People ask questions about the pond. Yep. And he describes the diseases that are floating yeah, around. Yeah, he's seen every one of them. He's never stepped a foot in it, but he sat there. He's 1986, like, I had a gash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumped in and I had Giardia to my kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. Took me 20 years in the hospital. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> Get this cured. Now I'm here as a warning to everyone else. You hear me? Cautionary tale. Heard of it? I also grew a tail from that Giardia. We got to get out of here. This guy's freaking me out. <laughs> and then they leave. He accomplishes he his goal. Mere Pond back to himself. Yes, yes. So the Mere Pond beer has won awards in the pale ale category at various brewing competitions, including gold medal at 2010's Great American Beer Festival. Another gold that we have no idea about the mm. reputability, but I bet it's better than the world fucking beer cup. <laughs> I hope um, so. The world's best premium pale ale also won in 2010. Um, this black... is just the, the Schutz Brewery, right? Not yeah, this so this beer? is the Mere Pond beer oh, that they gotcha. make. They make Black Butte, which is the best-selling craft porter in the U.S. Their seasonals do well. And then this Bond series, um, the Swivelhead Red, as far as I can see, is the highest rated beer that um, that we found from Beer Advocate. So, and I hope this beer in this brewery is not just someone who knows what all the buzzwords are that beer, you know, aficionados look for. Sure. Like their website is like, they list all the individual hops. I hope those aren't, because I have no idea what any of those means. Nugget, Delta, U.S. Tetanang, Crystal, Northern Brewer. Now we are the experts in cold cans, but we don't necessarily know. (laughs) We don't respect these classifications. Those are on the minor leagues. Our palate is our classification. Yeah, we're the major leagues solely on our palate. Uh, so yeah, I hope they have stuck true to their roots and like, you know, you have the idea of the brewer going and like smelling these hops in different, like Australia or wherever they go. Where they put another shrimp on the barbie. On the barbie. Give me that shrimp and I'm going to smell some hops. I'm going to take it back home. That shrimp, you don't eat that shrimp from that (laughs) pond. (laughs) It's up to the gills. Bad shrimp. (laughs) Uh, so we're, I mean, we're through this beer. So that you generally means we're reaching the tail end of the podcast. Are we going to get to the rankings? I'll put. I hope the listeners have also finished one or two. Yep. <laughs> or three. <laughs> you should be able to find Swivelhead Red uh, wherever you are. Again, in 28 states, don't know what those 28 are, but I hope you're lucky enough to live in such a fine state that Deschutes has expanded to. Mm-hmm. If you don't live there, uh, move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's get to the rankings portion of so the show. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut out. I'm going to say this is above Smirnoff, Olympia, Miller Lite, Miller 64, Molson, Schaffenheimer, Hefeweizen, Grapefruit, the Beer, so and Rolling Rock. We're going to cut those out by listing them yeah. <laughs> well, on the show. My point is, let's not even discuss whether it fits <laughs> yeah, in there. I agree. So I wouldn't now, even bring it higher than that. So our top four uh, from four to one, Eyinger, Brewweiss, Eyinger, Rainier, Crikey IPA, and Kona Longboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm inclined, and hey- Lock me up, tie me up, and call, <laughs> call me Susan. Me. I'm Sally. In, Sally. Sally, damn it! I'm inclined to uh, 
put this at number one. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. For one, I don't, looking back at these rankings, we were drunk when we put Crikey IPA <laughs> at number two. That should because not be above Rainier. Because it was also good. We drank a bunch of shit. fine. Okay. Rainier beer I would get every time. Uh, Yeah, so Kona Longboard, you want to put it above Kona Longboard. So Crikey, oh, okay, I want to put it above Kona. Crikey, I think, as you noted, an idea that we're probably going to implement soon is a brew redo where we may come mm. back to Crikey, Crikey IPA and knock yes. it down a pick when or the two. listeners are pounding at our door <laughs> saying, <laughs> you rated Miller Lite too low. <laughs> you didn't give it a fair <laughs> shot. Then we'll have them come in yes. and redo the beer rating. And by all means, again, get get to us. Go to coldcanspodcast.com. You can find out how to contact us or find us on Twitter at coldcanspodcast. And hell, on our internet, add <laughs> us on Snapchat, yes. coldcanspod. Because one Our thing, special I, correspondent Casey's uh, running the running the Snapchat. Running the Snapchat. Over there. Take any and all issues to any one of those forums with our rankings. But we do have to address the fact that Crikey IPA is at number two. It is. So we made the decision. I, I, I personally, I anger. I never felt a connection to it. It was just like purely this complex. We were burpy as hell when we were drinking yep, that. Yep, didn't like it. You can't have that. Rainier, of course, the branding, everything we've talked about ad nauseum about Rainier. Um, I I like this. So much more than Rainier that it, to me it's a crime to put it below Rainier. What's your? Are you are you on board with that? Can we go up to Crikey or? Because we have Crikey ahead of Rainier, I would definitely put this even above of Crikey. Maybe we could redo Rainier for that reason Maybe if we, we want to come back okay. to it. We could bring somebody in from Seattle that uh, knows more to do a, a brew redo. That only history. consumes Rainier beer. <laughs> yeah, <which laughs> Maybe only moisture. About seventy five percent of Seattle. <laughs> yeah. um, so Crikey IPA Kona Longboard. I. I'm comfortable with not putting this ahead of Kona, but at the same time, I'm comfortable with putting ahead of it. I think we so both agree. So let's get agree. back to the, why do we have Kona up there? Because it, it's an easy drinking beer. It reminds us of being in Hawaii, which Liquid is where Aloha. we both, yes, where we both first consumed it. And it's just a very easy drinking beer. Yeah. But this reminds you of the time a guy with, uh, what was it, $65,000 on the line uh, chucked a pint glass at a bartender's head. See, if I would have been at Deschutes Brewery at that time, then it may have reminded me. But it it simply does not. But I do like, I like the artwork on the The on attention the to detail of the label. Yeah. And folks, we're going to definitely have this label uh on the website, so check it out when you get the chance. Yeah, take a look at it. It is cool. It, there's a lot of dimensions to that drawing, obviously. Right. And it's cool that it has a backstory. Yeah. Whereas Kona Longboard, the uh, the whole story is just like you're on the beach, you know? Yeah. Mahalo. And it's a great story. And Kona, there's no shame in sitting at number two in our rankings. But I, this is my favorite beer we've drank so far. I'll go that far. I drank a Kona yesterday, actually. Kona Longboard yesterday. So you keep going back to it. Will you keep going back and to this? I will not keep going back to this. Okay. I, don't, well, I don't think. Go back to the Kona thing. You drank a Kona yesterday. And on taste alone, this is better than a Kona. Okay. And this isn't sitting heavy in my gut. And you know, I I hadn't eaten supper yet before we recorded understood, this GD understood. podcast. You wanted to get a slice of I pizza to get a slice. and I told you to sit your ass down while recording. we couldn't do it. Gary, do the Amazon Gary barred the, barred yeah. the door. He's we like, pay, we don't get Jeff Bezos' name yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> we, we pay Gary by the hour, so we had to sit down and do right. the damn podcast. Yeah, he's got a retainer and we pay him by the hour. So where are you? I'll put it above Kona. Wow. So we have a new number one uniformly. Sound the alarm. Uh, don't we don't have an alarm? We should have an alarm sound effect. Sound your own alarm at home, folks. So day shoots our new number one. Yeah, Deschutes Swivelhead Red India Style Red Ale. It's top the board. 
for now, we'll see what may come up and top it. Maybe a brewer redo. Who could say? See you next time. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 